Welcome to the Travel Podcast, brought to you by thetravelexpert.ie. Bringing you around the world of travel with your host, Sarah Slattery. For more information on travel, visit our website at thetravelexpert.ie. And now, this week's episode. Hello and welcome to episode two of The Travel Podcast. I'm Sarah Slattery, owner of thetravelexpert.ie and every month I will be bringing you around the world of travel via The Travel Podcast. Today's topic is all about cruise holidays. I have three guests with me and between us we think we've cruised on over 100 cruise ships so we should have a lot to talk about. I'm delighted to welcome Deirdre Sweeney, General Manager of Sunway Holidays. Hi Sarah, thanks for having me on. And Pamela Brownlee, Managing Director of Flyaway Travel and Cruises for you. And thanks for driving all the way from the west of Ireland, Pamela. Pleasure. And last but not least, Kieran Mulligan, the Managing Director of Blue Insurance and Multitrip.com, who is a massive cruise fan and also been on loads of cruises. And thanks, Kieran. Thanks for, for having us. me, Sarah. So I suppose we'll just get started. We should have lots to talk about. The first thing I'd like to talk about are the general cruise myths out there that despite I'm always seeing TV ads for kids going down water slides and adults on rock climbing walls and all these fancy things on cruise ships nowadays, even private islands but there's still that myth out there that cruises are boring they're for older people people some people still actually believe that I don't know why but they do so I thought Deirdre you'd be the good person to start with this because I was fascinated to learn that you your first cruise was 31 years ago so I'm sure you can tell us how much cruising has evolved since then and what you can do on cruise ships now and how different yeah absolutely Sarah so 31 years ago I won a trip and it was to Orlando and when we got there we were sent on a Disney World cruise ship. I didn't know what to expect. I thought like that it would be full of old people. I was 21 years of age and we, I was pleasantly surprised. I went on the cruise ship and it was wow. It was full of every type of person you can possibly imagine, Sarah. It went from age maybe 15 right up until 70. But the really unusual thing for me at the time was there was something for everybody to do on board. Now, it's changed a massive amount in those 31 years. But once you cruise, you become a cruise addict. Yeah, and that's yeah. what's happened to me. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, a lot of people seem to, once you start one cruise, that's it. It's the only holiday. I've, so many people have told me that. But that's amazing. Even for a Disney cruise, you would think that would be predominantly for families. But you obviously loved it. Back it then was. As well. It was incredible. Yeah. We met amazing people. Yeah. We probably had the best fun we ever had. And actually, every cruise we go on, we meet new people. Each cruise is different. We get something new out of it. It's not just about where you're cruising and the destinations. Huge amount of it is actually the onboard, the fun, the entertainment, the food. Really, it's it's unique. Yeah, yeah. Good, good. And I suppose it's different. Uh, like at that stage, w- was it all group dining? Was there like a main dining? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and of course, uh, being Irish, we were at the bar before dinner. We were told <laughs> we were to be there at 7.30. We arrived, rocked up at about 8 o'clock, thinking we were early, and we were left in the middle of a table for eight. So when we arrived at the dining room, the maitre d' said to us, oh, are you the Irish couple? We were the only Irish couple on board. And he said, just a moment, we thought you were much older. So they changed our table setting, and we were put in the middle of these other three couples who were all honeymooners as well. And I could tell you so many stories on that that actually you could write a 
book on it. Oh. It was amazing. But yes, we sat in the middle. We were the only ones who liked a glass of wine on night one and night three. We were all having fun. <laughs> Very good. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that's that's, that's really interesting. As I said, I, I wasn't aware of that until you told me that earlier. Yeah. So, and Pamela, you, you no stranger to cruising either. Twenty five cruise ships. You, you you're twenty yeah. five cruises. <laughs> and you mentioned expedition cruises and river cruises. Are, are they relatively new, or have they all been there and we just kind of didn't? We're only hearing about them now. I guess that uh, yeah. Thank you, Sarah. I've been quite lucky in my work that I've been able to experience all the, the different types of cruising available to us on the Irish market. Luckily enough, I've I've managed to do an Arctic expedition around the Norwegian coastline. Wow, yeah. And uh, right around to a place called Kirkenes on the Russian border. So we went from Tromsø all the way around to Kirkenes, and in around we actually had to come back in and around the fjords because normally you'd go on the Arctic Sea around the outer coast of Norway, and that was actually the end of February a couple of years ago and it was quite an extraordinary experience actually because you know you see some horror stories of some crazy ships in high waters and wind, uh, stormy waters but this was just spectacular the ships are built for these waters and these seas and we got caught in a storm we had to divert then and go in through the fjords and it was like something it was just like a really really brilliant experience no, and amazing. you just felt so safe on the ships as well because they're built they're actually built for um, for the coastline yeah. And that's th- their way of transporting goods around the fjords and the different little towns along the Norwegian coastline there. But that's only one part of expedition cruising that you can experience. I mean, you can go all the way down to Antarctic, the Galapagos, and you know, there's Alaskan cruises. Something I'm hoping to do next year myself for my my fortieth. So um, that's on the, the bucket list next. And um, but it, I love going to far off places and exploring something out of the ordinary because um, a lot of these places, in my opinion, they're all changing and uh, glaciers are changing. Everything's um, changing, and I think it's very important to capture and carp deem everything. Yeah. yeah, and it's I suppose a cruise is a great way to do that because you, you feel it, rather than just going off on your own, you kind of it, it feels safer to be with a yeah. group on a cruise. And I'm sure there's excursions and things organised. And, and oh, yeah, that sounds yeah really. It's not a, a way I would have thought of seeing you know that part of the world, but it's it's very interesting. It's uh, yeah, you're not alone, and I think yeah. it's important to you're getting local knowledge. Like for example, we wanted to go and see the Northern Cape. I think that was in um, Honingsvag, and we couldn't go off to see it because there was an avalanche on the road and things like that. So to think that you know nature will always take its course first and you know I think we, we're so far removed sometimes from nature in this such a busy world and environment and it's so important to go back to nature because you know that's where your healing will be and that's where yeah. you will find peace of mind and I think it, you know in such a busy world and environment that we live in you'd be, be surprised people think it's cruises and everyone's bunched together which is very true but it's only really you're cruising at night and the next day you're in a new place a new yeah, world yeah. and a new experience yeah god that's fascinating yeah, yeah. thanks Pamela for you're that <laughs> and Kieran, you've been on a few river cruises I think have you or did I see that somewhere I'm probably the novice here I'm probably only on <laughs> 10 ships at this stage <laughs> well it's um, good to hear from a non-travel agency perspective as well I think and, and uh, I think that that is important to have you here from that angle just so we're not all people who growing up a bit selling cruises over the years so no it's, yeah, it's good no, to hear I've, two sides I've uh, I've been on some river cruises uni world river cruises which yeah. are really really good been on celebrities I've been on Royal Caribbean's so mainly the launch of those ships actually yeah. so Symphony to Sea 
Ruiz, Quantum. What else have I been on? And recently, more recently, was um, Celebrity Edge. Oh, yeah. That ship in last Easter out of Miami, which was a bit different down to the Cayman Islands and Mexico. Wow. Yeah, I really like it. I think depending on what you're looking for in each cruise, I think it's important to, to pick the, the, the correct cruise line for what you're looking for. Yeah. So if you're like a foodie, Celebrity is really good from that point of view. If you're looking for more adventure and fun, I think it's Royal Caribbean and MSC. So it depends on which one. And then the, the river cruise, the Uniworld River Cruise is amazing. Yeah. I, I really love I that. I was on that for a couple of days and it, oh, it was just spectacular. And it's so different to an ocean cruise. But I mean, I haven't, I'd like to go for a week or, you know, a bit longer and experience it properly. But to be able to just dock at the side of a town and, and, and hop off and go all that. And it's cycle and very very cool, isn't it's it? Very adventurous, actually. Yeah, and then you yeah. have your painting and drinking wine on board. There's loads of different things. You have yeah. all sorts of activities going on, but it's really nice. And the food quality on the Uniworld was really good as well. It just goes to show, really, that there's just so such a variety from cruise, isn't it? You know, some people think, you know, it's, it's Royal Caribbean or MSE and three or four cruise lines and that's it. But, I mean, there's 300 different cruise ships or something, I believe. Is that right, Jared? Yeah, I think? Yes, yeah, Sarah. Actually, the thing that people probably don't know is the amount of cruise companies that are out there. In the Irish market, we hear of about probably five of the top ones. However, working in Sunway Cruise, we represent over 16 cruise lines wow. on a daily basis. So when you think about your, you know, anybody out there at home thinking about cruising, as Kieran said, the most important thing for you to do at the very beginning is to make sure you talk to an expert. Yeah. If you don't deal with a company that specialises in cruising, you will end up on the wrong cruise, spending the wrong money, having the worst holiday ever, and you will never return to cruising. Yeah. If you use an expert, guarantee you, you will cruise constantly, from mini cruises to long stay to river cruise, which river cruise, by the way, only hold an average of 160, 180 people, whereas the ocean liners will go anything from 2,300 right up to 6,000 passengers. So you've got a massive selection there. Yeah. So you've got to deal with an expert. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I firmly believe that. I mean, I like to think I know quite a bit about cruising, but I wouldn't dream of booking a cruise holiday without speaking to you or yeah. Pamela or what, you know, somebody in the industry. Because one thing that struck me, actually, and, and I suppose I, I only really realised it when I was on some of the newer ships recently. I remember being on an old MSC ship in Dublin Port about 10 years ago. And at the time, it was probably one of the first, actually, it's probably even longer than that, maybe 15 years ago. And at the time, I thought it was nice and I wasn't overwhelmed or anything but I did think it was nice and that was at the time that was what was there and what I knew I suppose and then I was invited to go on MSC Seaview a couple of years ago and to be honest I was actually nervous about going because I didn't think I was going to like it and I knew I was going to have to be honest and I was a bit nervous but I absolutely loved and it's the same with like Royal Caribbean like some of the I loved we were on Harmony of the Seas a big huge ship with the kids and it was great but I actually loved the vibe of Independence a kind of Mm. smaller ship so it really shows that there's a different ship for everybody yeah. and how you know these I, always kind of annoys me when I hear you probably get annoyed you probably hear this every day guys but when you hear oh I wouldn't cruise at MSC or, or Royal Caribbean or just for kids or like it's so wrong isn't it oh, there's so listen. many different it's the ship really I'm rather sure than the, the edge was, totally. yeah. what I liked about Celebrity Edge was the size of the ship yeah. it yeah. was compact it wasn't too big get around easily enough 
Obviously, the decor was amazing. Kelly Hoppen designed. Food was amazing on the ship as well. But this summer, like, I'm going on CVNL myself. I'm going to do the Yacht Club. So yeah. looking forward to that. Separated off at the end. Go on and go outside if you do. But I love the fact that you're separated off and yeah. you have a smaller section. It's kept private. You have your own restaurants and boards there as well. For me, going out into the middle of a ship and eating and everybody diving into a cafe and trying to... Not for me. I prefer to be able to have either your sweet restaurant or your Yacht Club or you can go off and separate yourself and then if you want to go out you can go outside as well. Well I think that's important to mention as well uh, just for anybody listening with the big cruise ships now you will usually have main dining room or maybe a couple of main dining rooms that will be included in the cost then you will have probably speciality restaurants that you'll pay a little bit extra for and then you will have like a suite area which is like a separate part of the ship like Kieran was talking about MSC Yacht Club on Norwegian they have one I can't Haven. think. Haven. Haven. Um, Royal Caribbean they all have their own little separate suite areas so now regardless of the ship that you choose most of the bigger ships am I right in saying would have in the newer ships anyway will have a retreat in celebrity have different kind of areas so you can have a luxury experience on a mainstream Mm. cruise or you can also go for a five star yeah. luxury, some, probably something like Silver Sea or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, well that goes up to six star plus. Six so star, you've well, got you go. yeah, you've got three or four in that category. So again, you know, it it all goes back to who you're travelling with, yeah. what your budget is, and what you're looking for in your holiday. Forget a cruise. What you want from your holiday yeah. is the most important question because that determines where you should go, how much you should spend, whether you should take an interior cabin, a balcony cabin. Depends on the itinerary. There are so many questions that need to be asked before you actually get the itinerary that's for you. It's a bit like, actually, makeup. It's tailor-made for you. Yeah, you yeah. can have anything you want put together it's like a jigsaw yeah. which is really fantastic product then to work with but I mean I, I guess this is why even just the things we're talking about today why it is so important to speak to an expert and another thing Pamela I've noticed is that it depends on the time of year you're going so if you're going to the Mediterranean in July the yeah. chances are I assume there's going to be lots of kids on board on you know the likes of Royal Caribbean MSC ships but if you're going in yeah. November or you're taking a Norwe- Norwegian Fjords cruise I'm sure there's probably even though it might be a Royal Caribbean ship it's probably going to be very few kids would I be right in saying that or yeah and it's all part of the consultation that you'll have with your client be it on the phone via email or um, in person that's part of the process it's not just booking a cruise there's so much more to it and it's it's tailored to the individual and the personality age group and it requires requirements of the family or per individuals that you're dealing with and I think that's very much down to the expert that you're booking with um, people actually don't give it enough credit when you are booking your cruise yeah. it really does need to be booked with a an expert agent and qualified experienced person because it's so vast particularly now there's cruise ships being released every year it's it's a massive market and every sense so there's my company cruises for you it's basically the reason I chose that name is because there is a cruise specifically for you tailored to your needs requirements families if you have any special needs if you've preferred your you know a particular social environment whatever it is I mean you really need to to discuss that with with a preferred agent and uh, get exact detail suited for the time of year like a lot of people think you can cruise in the Mediterranean any time of year and the same goes for Caribbean people will think you can just go to the Caribbean in July and August and it's a very difficult time of year to travel to the Caribbean cruises because of the hurricane season so you've got so much to think about and it's not just a matter of fact of booking a cruise because we all heard the horror stories but it's it's down to booking with the right person that you get that right information I know I've heard funny things about like booking your people
people booking balcony cabins and they're with obstructive views of lifeboats and somebody else booking a cabin and it's been beside yeah. the restaurant or a noisy nightclub or exactly. something like that. Those little things, I suppose, that the cruise mm-hmm. expert will know about. But the other thing I think it's important to point out is that people have this notion that it's cheaper to go and book <laughs> yeah. direct. And awful at the time, I've seen you guys uh, in some way cruise, you like booking flights and put packages together. And if they're cheaper than, if, you know, because I do my weekly travel deals every Tuesday and I might go on and look up Royal Caribbean's rates or celebrity rates or whoever and I might find the same cruise cheaper on your website on the Sunway Cruise website mm-hmm. or Pamela I've seen you bringing groups away and the prices are you know yeah, more reasonable yeah. so I think that's the other thing that's another kind of a myth out there that it is not necessarily cheaper in fact a lot of the times you guys would get a better well, price that's because we'd have exclusive rates and yeah. in Sunway we would have a lot of group allocation so we would buy 18 months in advance yeah. of cabins on certain ships certain itineraries so that we would get a guaranteed rate and as market value goes up the closer it gets to travel which it does with cruise we hold our rate that we had contacted at so it's like tour operation at its best really but the other thing to mention there Sarah which is really important for the listener is the bonding issue so the bonding and licensing issue if you as an individual go and book your own flight and book your own cruise that's fine maybe you will get it the same price or maybe you think you're getting a better deal but if something happens you along the way there is nobody responsible for you there is nobody at the end of the phone there's nobody that you can email there's no emergency number whereas who's here today with cruises for you and sunway we would have all that available to our clients so it's peace of mind mm-hmm. from start to finish yeah, we're at the end of a phone yeah. we've all experienced it on we've all had to be on the other side of the phone and we always are and yes. that's the the difference and and uh, you know even currently it's always something challenging in the market that we always have to deal with and as Deirdre rightly said and pointed out and uh, thank you for actually bringing that up Sarah because it's very valid point there's never a moment where we're away from from the reality of the dangers that's out there in travel don't forget your cruise connection cover added to your travel insurance policy yeah actually Kieran, I should ask you about that there is a specific cruise connection cover you can get if you how does that work exactly I've seen this basically you add it on as part of your standard travel insurance yeah and basically if you get flight gets delayed and you miss your embarkation point the original say barcelona and the next one is going to be in rome the policy will cover you to fly to rome to board the ship at that point and likewise coming back if there's any delay coming back into your final port and you're due to get on a flight from barcelona like if you say it's due to um, embark especially the states the weather in the states on christmas or cruises and stuff like that it could be really you know yeah hurricane scenarios you know all that type of thing so it's definitely worth adding the cruise connection cover and how much is it approximately it's roughly about 15 euros thereabouts so So that's definitely uh, i mean travel insurance one of the cheapest products out there at the moment so to add it on it's it's worth it for the you know peace of mind i think that's something we we, everybody should do and just kieran getting a little bit back to you from cruising from a different slightly different perspective you're obviously you're single or with your partner and you're not looking for you know kids clubs and teens clubs and all these kind of things so is food like do you think whilst you know i think the cruise companies are doing a great job of letting us know that it's for families and multi-generational families and all this kind of thing but are they doing enough for couples do you think like is there enough to kind of bring the younger couple in who is looking for a bit of nightlife good food are they are they targeting that right do you think a cruise holiday is good for a single couple who wants a bit of nightlife and not necessarily you know yeah uh, well <laughs> a, a kiddie one kiddie or morning, or an yeah. over 65 so long you know? lions and so on um well i think celebrity edge 
the the whole purpose of Celebrity Edge was to go for the more young and more affluent. That's right. the target market they okay. were after, I believe. They've got some of that right. The food is brilliant. The service is amazing on board. Probably from an activities point of view, I was a little bit disappointed. So for me, food is is definitely. I want to see a good gym in the in in yeah. on the ship. I want to see a nice spa. Yeah. And I like sports activities, so I want to be able to participate in different. Maybe it's tennis on board or okay. basketball or you know there's go karts, all different things. Bowling. Yeah. I love all that. That's all part for me. I don't be in the bar every night at yeah, a certain yeah. time. So I like I like good food. I like the activities. And then nightclub at the end of the night is good yeah. as well. Not every night hmm. as I'm yeah. getting a little bit older, but um, yeah, most nights. And then the casino as well. Like casino is a bit of fun. Yeah. So if you like and you're not a big gambler, like it's it's nice to go in there and have a bit of crack and a few drinks and everything on board. So I think Celebrity Edge was aiming at that market. Um, I'm not sure, Deirdre, you might know whether any other are aiming for the more yeah, younger no, couple yeah, yeah, I have to say Norwegian as a brand um, again American owned and they've been in business years they've changed a huge amount of their new ships I know Sarah yourself yeah. myself um, went to the launch of Encore, Encore. recently yeah, yeah. and it was absolutely amazing and talking yeah, of activities was Sarah was the first in the <laughs> world out on the racetrack <laughs> yeah. top deck yeah. and it was Formula oh, 1 racing at yeah. its best I was number 2 couldn't <laughs> get around it because she, she honked blocking you she the whole time <laughs> <laughs> I know but yeah so you know ships like that again yes I agree with you celebrity but each company have their own uniqueness they have for example most a lot of them have over 20 ships in their infantry they might have five that are aimed more for activities and the younger people the itinerary will reflect that they may put the older more elegant ships on say the northern coast which you spoke about Pam again it just depends but I think as general going and the cruise market I think a lot of them are changing how they're selling, how they're kitting them out, what the amenities on board are to different generations. Because you have to remember also, you've multi-generational travel on cruise, which is a massive, massive part of the cruise business. So you'll have maybe three, four generations in some case travelling together. So a cruise company have to have something to suit every single person on that, which they do very successfully. Yeah, and I I mean, I've enjoyed Royal Caribbean, Mm. the Symphony... Yeah. Quantum Antum. They've been great ships when yeah. we've been on there. I love the great Central Park. I just love yes. that. Yeah. I think yeah, it's great. Um, for, for anybody mm. listening who yeah. isn't aware, uh, we should really probably point out some of the unusual things that you can find on cruise ships now. Years ago, I don't know how old uh, the Royal Caribbean ships are now that they've Central Park, but real trees in the middle of the ship. But at the time, it was groundbreaking. And I still think it's, it's fascinating. As Deirdre said, I mean, I was on a go-kart, like racing around a track on Norwegian Encore recently. It's just... There's bionic bars. Zip lining. Zip lining. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's loads of activities. So many random, bizarre things out there you could do on cruise ships now. I'd say there's probably a good blog post in that, what you can do. Just relaxing and enjoying the theatre and all of that, I suppose. It's not all about... I'm looking forward. I want to go down to the Galapagos Islands and do also... Alaska and do the whale watching yeah. and all that. So when I come to this retirement out of blue, if I ever if I ever get out, <laughs> they ever let me out. You go. I'm definitely going to Pamela. As Pamela yeah, well, was saying earlier on, remember I want to who go your fans up. are. Really, uh, yeah. <laughs> buddies, travel buddies. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Alaska is one of the big sellers this yeah. year. Yeah. All around, um, a huge amount of people doing Alaska and adding on the Canadian Rockies yeah, and doing do like a two three week visit again mm. bucket list. But what we have found this year, which is really unusual, it's a lot of honeymooners doing it. Yeah, and younger clients looking to do it so probably traditionally up until maybe about 18 months ago it would have been 
honestly the over 50s that were doing Alaska yeah. that were doing the Rockies mm-hmm. and doing their tours around Canada it's changed it's yeah. changed people want to go further yeah. they want to experience more and as Pamela said because of the change in climate I think yeah. people want to get there now before it changes completely and maybe they wouldn't be able to see the scenery that's present at the minute yeah no that's, that's interesting that's hopefully I'd myself and Brian will bring the average age down then on that one <laughs> on Alaska <laughs> no it's down already yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do that myself now I have to say that's definitely on my list yeah Alaska I'd love it I have actually a list of questions that a lot of people have sent in um, I asked on my Instagram feed last week and thank you to everybody who did send me in questions so I thought we might do a bit of a cruise Q&A as such before we finish up and just get people's opinions on what ships you think would be best for various categories but just before I go on to that is there anything else that I do you think I might have missed out that we should let the listeners know about or I think just from experience with friends like pals of mine Frank and Tony they're always going away always on celebrity but I think destination is also very important Mm. like if you're going to the Caribbean for the first time and you get off at some destinations it's important to say like every time you get off you don't want to keep going on the same getting off on a a sandy beach that's very important to realise like where where you're going to go and where that Caribbean cruise is going to go because literally if you if two of them are are on gorgeous islands but there's not much more you can see of yeah, gorgeous yeah. islands so yeah, I think it's yeah. important to try and mix your cruise around so if you do a Caribbean one year maybe look at Europe Mediterranean the following year maybe Northern Europe and yeah. Dubai up, yeah. and you know Australia as well so it's just something to be wary of because mm. People do find, keep getting off at the same desert island as, yeah, yeah, you know, a no, bit of monotonous no, as well, no, you know. That's a good, uh, that's a good point. It, sorry, Sarah, the other thing I'd like to mention is that some people would th- might, may think, oh God, I don't want to book that because what if something changes or what if um, something in the world changes and I don't want to cruise there? The cruise companies have the most amazing operation department and they'll change cruises within 24 hours within 12 hours of going into an area so if an area happens to have an issue that particular morning or the weather is bad or whatever it may be they have the ability to turn the ship around and go elsewhere you won't really know because you still go to another amazing location and you're totally safe another point is for the single people which we haven't touched on it's probably one of the safest environments for individuals to travel alone no matter what age and some of the companies have different cabin areas and you meet other people and they have their own private lounges so you get to go on tours with other people or eat with other people if you so wish to or you can be on your own fantastic for solo travels I really really do in fact I just published a post on it and I think cruising is one of the best things you can do you feel like as you said I saw on the Norwegian Encore ship the dedicated area they have for solo travellers is phenomenal a separate bar but you can meet people eat with them don't if you want it's just and their cabins were actually really nice they were really um, and the price is brilliant I thought they actually that was I had that in one of my questions for later but now that we've covered it definitely I think well I haven't seen any others but I I definitely think the Norwegian solo cabins Okay, so I've seen quite a few of them are on they, different, and a lot of the mm. companies mm. are now doing this. Yeah. So there's a great selection again, and there's a great selection of pricing. Is there? Because, um, absolutely, yeah. and you might actually have, we have we would have people that they're travelling together, but they want their own cabin, yeah. and they want to be in the solo area because they meet my, you know, similar people, yeah. they're part of a group as opposed to just two people travelling together, so you don't actually have to be on your own either. Yeah, you can be good. friends, you know, family, whatever. 
Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't realise that there was other yeah. companies yeah, as well who have it, so yes. uh, that's good to know. Yeah. Might go home as a couple. What? Yeah. <laughs> With all the solo <laughs> I'd people I'd be running down that part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you There's a spare room down here. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, look, will we maybe get on to some of these questions there? Because I, um, uh, I ha- a lot of them we can probably elaborate on anyway as we go along as I said these are the most popular questions I've been asked and in fact maybe you guys could let me know if there was any questions you were asked or some bizarre questions you might be asked from time to time about cruises that might be fun but to get started on this the the most the biggest question I was asked is all a bit about families there's so many different types from the family angle obviously if there was there's families that are best for younger kids families that are best for teens the multi-generational cruises that we talked about before and a big question was all about larger cabins dear maybe you, you'd start from a younger kid's point of view is there any particular cruise company that you think would be better Well, you n- No you would have a selection to be fair most of them you'd have a selection you've different kids clubs and they would start from normally age 2 up to maybe about 7 then they'll have from 7 till maybe 12 and then they'll have the teens club that'll go right up to 18 and you might think well my 18 year old's not going to go into it but it's just full of playstations and big bean bags and chill out areas and ice cream fridges they help themselves so you can be sure they all want to go into it they don't want to be with you and they just have the best time and they meet similar people cruise wise i suppose generally families starting off cruising will start off in the med so they'll do a seven night in the med and you'll have a selection of royal caribbean msc norwegian cruise line princess cruises some celebrity ships depending now kieran you might contradict me on that but depending on what the itinerary is they won't have all the flashy slides and everything but you do get families who don't want that and you know that you have four or five year olds and they might be meeting other people they don't want their kids on these slides and the likes of it so again they, they would be your main ones but they will all have different facilities so again it goes They're back to for talking age groups yeah so it goes it goes back again to talking to a cruise expert yeah. because your family is different to my yeah, family yeah, and it depends on what you want and there is a ship for each one of you yeah. and what the activities you want on board okay Pamela, have you found that a lot of people are looking for interconnecting cabins or larger cabins now with kids, three and four kids? Is mm. that, are they easy to get, hard, expensive, I'd, I would imagine? I have are to they? say, yeah, there is specific brands that would be more appropriate for larger families. And that's slightly disappointing. And I have voiced that concern cross directly to the cruise companies who you would expect to have that facility available. Yeah. Um, can, be, can sell out very quickly. Interconnecting cabins can sell out very quickly. Um, it's difficult when you have a family of five because a cabin sleep four and then you've got that fifth person and suddenly they need a cabin for eight so they need an interconnecting cabin for paying for eight people and it's you know all we needed was a slightly larger cabin that would sleep five so there's only a handful of them on some of the more household name cruise company ships that you'd be familiar with Um, but there is I know MSC in particular have some fantastic super family cabins really really listened to the the public and what they needed and required especially for the Irish families I mean we've all got at least two to three children in each each family and I think UK as well uh, certainly something that's very prominent but there is other companies that could do with maybe brushing up a little bit on the bigger family cabins in my opinion because I like I, you know I, I've only two kids but I don't know I'd rather like to have a se- this extra space myself you mm. know like I think that, Absolutely. I think that is something it is. that's I have to say MSC particularly on the at the launch of uh, Grandiosa recently their cabins and even their design with their bunks a separate little area at the side which is 
ideal. I mean, I my two boys now are 16 and 12 and the bigger the boys get, the bigger children get, teenagers, we, we're all in a confined space. We're just used to our space now. And when you go away and you put four people in a small compact area, yeah. it can be intense for a week. Mm. So I think, and that's down to us as agents as well, when we're selling this experience, because we have to explain it as it is. And we're continually trying to make that experience a more enjoyable one for the family and pointing out the kind of issues that they may not realise till they come back sometimes if they're so, not told. So they are there but you just kind of need to probably book them early they're limited is that more very much so I was on the launch of Sky Princess and Enchanted is coming later this year they have put in these huge family ocean view cabins it's actually the largest floor space I have seen in a family cabin very large two picture windows obviously don't open which is really good safety for the kids a huge huge layout different to MSC Pamela mm. as in it doesn't have the bunk beds but it has a massive big pull-out double sofa bed. It has a separate bed. It has either twin beds or another double bed. But the floor level was huge in really it. But again, they're limited, so you need to book. Any of these family cabins, as Pam yeah. was saying, you need well to be advanced. booking that at least yeah. 12 to 18 I've months I've seen the Royal Caribbean ones with the slides and all. They look amazing, yeah. but they're yeah. probably... They're, they're sweet, yeah, like they're they're, which are sweet. amazing if you but have the budget. You need to have plenty of money Fantastic. for those. Fantastic, yeah. 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 And one other question that I was asked a good few times, it was was about kids with autism and I have to say I, I genuinely didn't have to look this up myself and Pamela you mentioned that you knew somebody who specialises in it or something or something yeah well just somebody who had experience in I suppose having to deal with uh, maybe challenges that arise when you are travelling and would, would have spoke to people who had to research yeah. you know suitable holiday platforms for their family cruising is a difficult one but there is actually a company called autism on the seas yeah dot com. the one so, I found as well yeah. it looks brilliant and they've got specific teams that would organise cruises yeah. for families travelling with children with, with special requirements. And it's not just autism. And autism is a very big, a very, very big area because there's so many different spectrums yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. And I think you might not necessarily have a child with autism, but they could have different things like dys- dyspraxia, dyslexia. There's so many different spectrums of it. And you just need to. Um, so I just think it's important for families to be aware that you know when you do talk to your agent, don't be afraid to to tell them what your needs are because sometimes like some people say well you never asked me well and sometimes you say well would you want me to go through an entire list like I had somebody who (laughs) who said that they had depression because they didn't get the pass for Disneyland in Paris or something and I said well how do I ask a customer that they have depression you know and sometimes we we don't always know the right questions to ask so it's very important that as a consumer that you also tell us what your needs are and to be conscious of that when you're making the approach to your consultant that what you need yourself as a family you can say I need A, B, C and D and after that, I don't mind. I know my date, I know my budget, and I know my requirements as a family. It's very important to tell I, us. I, I thought it was interesting that that company, Autism of the Seas, they deal with travel agents as well. Yeah. So, and they have they put their own staff member. They, they seem to have team. Royal Caribbean seems yes, to be the market the leader and product. celebrity. <laughs> They've been certified. Uh, now I know there are other companies as well. So if I'm leaving them out, I apologise. Royal but, are very good with families. Um, but I yeah. saw that Royal, I think, were the first to work with this particular company, and they send their own staff on these particular cruises throughout the year. Um, so that would be one Mm. staff member per two kids with autism on board they let you board the ships first to get off for all the excursions so I thought it was really really good they'll actually all do that Sarah oh will they yeah yeah, any of the special needs assistants within the cruise companies 
So when you tell your consultant that you have a child or whoever, an adult that needs assistance, we notify the airlines, which is really important because, again, at the airports, they've changed all of this at a lot of airports that they will allow you check in at a separate desk. They will bring you through to a quiet room where you can board last. They'll keep you at the front of the aircraft. Then when you get to the cruise dock and when you're embarking, you can have a separate check-in area arranged for you. You're brought on the ship without all the crowds. So each and every one of them will facilitate once mm. they know about it. Right. Okay, well, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, good. Okay, and I think the last few, uh, Kieran, I, I know you've probably answered a lot of these already, but from a nightlife point of view and maybe a bit of a luxury style, are you, st- are you still kind of going with, with celebrity or have you any other? Mm. Well, you, you'll te- you're going on MSC later on the year, so maybe you'll tell us about that I'll when you come back. I'll be on yes, in June. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Uniworld was amazing. We had a great time in Uniworld yeah. and they have different events going on each night. So uh, This is a river cruise, Uniworld river cruise. Yeah. So that's yeah. really good. I mean, we had a great time in Royal Caribbean, yeah. silent discos the, and everything. I love they the, were amazing. the promenade, the Royal Caribbean, the nightlife at the, you know, what do they call the promenade party? Or I think they're brilliant. Yeah, stuff. so I I mean, like nearly, I'd say most ships. I was on NCL Epic as well, and that's been, that was fabulous as well. Entertainment on them are amazing as well. It's like shows, they're condensed shows from West End, whether it's uh, Dream Girls or, you know, Les Mis or something. They're all, they're all amazing on them. But I think they're all pretty good. They're all up to the mark now. Um, And the other question I had was on solo travel, which I think we answered. So I think, have have you guys had any questions or have you been asked any bizarre questions? I think, yeah, there's also a big, a big factor here that people have a understanding of that maybe cruising is expensive and there is absolutely so many different cruising experiences suitable for all budgets so even with the the likes of the expedition cruising you've got your G adventures your intrepid you know your so your lower end of the market pricing but also covering the same ground yeah. and the same with the river cruising you know uniworld have have the new product as well you for uniworld and and that's a newer kind of Younger, younger, isn't younger yeah. dynamic, but also better value. So for the river cruising, and the same with the ocean cruising, you know, with the different, um, you've all got your interior cabins, which is a better value, and then you've got different experiences, like with MSE Bella and Fantastica. So just to kind of put that out there for people, don't be afraid to. So what we advertise sometimes, even what we advertise, there could be something a lot cheaper than that still yeah, available, because yeah. we're always going to push something that we would highly recommend or, or things like that. Um, but don't First be afraid time to. Cruisers, yeah, they're going to love it anyway. So even exactly. if they're in the base. It's a cabin or a uh, not necessarily one of the more luxury shows. Exactly. You know, first time, I always think, in fact, you're probably better off to kind of start low, are you? Because then build it up yeah. from there. And don't forget to add in your gratuities, your drinks, yeah. Yeah. the, the whole drinks lot in. I mean, that's one of the reasons why uh, cruising is so popular in the States. It's because it's so cost effective. Yeah. You go into, or if you went to New York for five days or six days, whatever, look at the cost compared to being on a ship yeah. and what you're saving. You know, so I think it's definitely important to look at adding those gratuities and, and drinks as all part of the package Wi-Fi, etc. as well. Yeah, that's and Sarah, could I just go back to a couple of the myths just yeah. to oh give yes, you an idea of some of the things that we are asked that people would have concerns about. So they may say, oh, I can't stay in an interior cabin. I'm claustrophobic. Not the case. The lighting is so good in the interior cabins. You actually don't really think about it. The other thing people would say is... Some of them have those virtual balconies. They have virtual balconies so that you can see outside, whether it's day or night or what's happening. That's fantastic. Not all of them have it. Some of them have it. Um, Some people would say to me after they had that concern, I loved it. It was so cosy at night time. I certainly wouldn't be put off. I've stayed in every type of cabin possible. It really doesn't matter. Again, it goes back to your budget and what you have to spend. Don't be put off by it. Um, People say I'll be claustrophobic. Not the case. Again, the 
the air, the lighting, the way they do things on board is just so unique. That doesn't come into it. And you literally spend, you sleep there, you shower, you leave, you come back in the evening, you do the same thing. That's it. You probably spend less time in your cabin than you do in the outdoor areas. Yeah, yeah. So again, not a huge concern. Another myth that we would get is, I'll be seasick. There's no oh, way yeah. I'm going on a cruise ship. <laughs> I'll be sick the whole time. They're stabilised so well now, that doesn't happen. But yeah. what we would recommend to people is, if they're worried about it, bring their sea legs or whatever type that they would use for car sickness, for anything like that, and get a cabin that's midship. Try to stay on maybe the 7th, 8th or ninth floor because there's less movement if you do hit some sort ship, of a yeah. little rocky patch that's yeah we'd recommend that I and know again in the summer and the med I, I mean I know they sell the med Listen, in the winter but they're not they're not they're not bombing along they're literally cruising I'm, at a very I'd, leisurely I'd be pace because I'd be I don't know but I'd fancy a med in the winter myself so yeah. uh, but I suppose that's but they just, go every year I know no everybody People else book them, on they them do it all year. the time so yeah, listen I was in the summertime I hit um, actually out of La Havre in summertime just a really bumpy patch and yes you could feel it but it was fine. It was it over was, before you know, you know yeah, it. Or, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. You're, they're so fast. This is what people don't understand when they haven't been on board. It's like going into Dundrum Shopping Centre multiplied by 10. <laughs> and you've so much space. Another myth is... Will I have to queue forever for my dinner? I'm oh, not yeah. standing with that amount of people. Oh my God, five and a half thousand people. I can't do that. The ships are so large. You can sit in an area all on your own and read your book and actually not see anybody if you so wish. You can be in the hub of it, like you're on at night time, middle of it all. <laughs> and it's rocking in certain places. But really, it's up to you what you want to do. They are myths. And actually, that's one of the things probably we didn't touch on a bit is about the speciality restaurants. Yes. Yes. That's what I love because even when I'm in a hotel on land, I it's normally B and B. I don't like doing the I half the board or full myself. board. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like to go into a yeah. different restaurant each night. Yeah. And with the speciality restaurant, if you, you don't want to sit congregated yeah. with people, yeah. you can go into these speciality restaurants between 25 euros and uh, per yeah. person, up to 55 on celebrity depending. And it's yeah. great to go in and try different restaurants yeah. every night. I think that's yeah. part I th of the And most of, of the cruise ships yeah. have that now. Yeah. And in fact, I was really amazed on Encore. They ha instead of one big dining room, they had three yeah. main dining rooms, which was the, the free, what's included in the cost yeah. year cruise. Yeah. So it didn't feel like you were all in this massive, massive room eating together. Like it, a canteen. Yeah. yeah. It wa even though they were included in the cost, it was like speciality yeah. dining restaurants almost. Um, so I suppose the cruise companies are kind of getting that now and they're adapting, yeah. uh, which is good. Well, um, I think as well, um, say Norwegian Cruise for example they offer free three speciality dining so I think their theory behind that is that if you do three they're so incredibly good you will buy more when you're on yeah. board even the main dining rooms are very good but you're getting a unique experience in a beautiful restaurant like the steak restaurants would be as good as our top steak restaurants here in Dublin yeah. so it's fantastic to do yeah. that but again it goes back to booking early knowing what's included getting the deals when they're out there yeah. so a huge amount of the cruise companies early on in the season you know 12 to 18 months before travel will run a campaign it'll run for anything from 8 to 12 weeks and they will say if you book now I'm going to give you free speciality dining in three restaurants I'm going to give you an unlimited drinks package be it soft drinks or alcoholic oh, drinks Irish love that and absolutely and Wi-Fi 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 yeah, of course exactly if you're not, and some of them do if you if don't drink you can have Wi-Fi or you can have shore excursions so again there are so many different options yeah. for everybody 
But you need to be cute. You need to speak to somebody who's an expert yeah. to get the best. Get the best deals. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I think we've covered so much there now. I think that was great. I hope you answered all your questions out there, guys, and that you found it useful. And most importantly, that it encouraged you or will inspire you to go on a cruise holiday. My thanks to Deirdre Sweeney, General Manager from Sunway Holidays, Pamela Brownlee, Managing Director of Flyaway Travel and Cruises for You, and Kieran Mulligan, Managing Director of Blue insurance for joining me today thank you very much thanks for listening to the travel podcast for more information on travel visit our website at thetravelexpert.ie also remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode Available on our website and also on all of the leading podcast providers. Until the next time, remember, keep traveling.